So we chose the title Apparent Here and Now. And this is one of the descriptions of the Dhamma. So when the Buddha speaks about the qualities of the Dhamma, he speaks about the Dhamma as being apparent here and now. Timeless, not bound by time. Um, inviting us to come and see for ourselves. It has the quality of inviting us to come and have a look for ourselves. Uh, and it leads, it's furthering, it leads to, to, to deeper understanding. And it is to be experienced individually by the wise or the, the, the wisdom within us, within each of us. The natural wisdom, I was speaking earlier on about our bodies being part of nature. There's also just a natural intelligence that isn't related to going to school or not going to school. It's a natural intelligence that every human being has, a natural wisdom. Sometimes it's quite obscured. Sometimes we think too much, so much that we don't notice the wisdom in our own mind. So it can be either way. Sometimes we're you know, lost in, in uh, maybe drugs or confusion or or too fascinated by the sensual world so we, we lose contact with, the, with our natural wisdom or we can be so dependent on external um, knowledge that we, we will again lose contact with our natural wisdom so it's here in us it's, it's, it's part of us and the Dharma is to be understood directly through our own natural wisdom. So we can use books and inspiring quotes and talks of other people to help us find that again. They, that's, uh, that has its use. But uh, the, the, the real wisdom that understands that has insight into the Dharma is, is here in, in our own hearts and minds. So apparent here and now. When we settle into the present moment when we move away from the the ideas or the plans or the memories or the maybe we, we get to recognize the running commentary that goes on maybe it goes on all through the day probably goes on a little bit in sleep in the dream world you know you get this running commentary going on that that's because continuous creating ourselves and without that running commentary we, we well what are we? it's an interesting question it can be scary to think well but who, who would I be if I don't you know keep affirming myself or recreating those stories from the past or, or believing in the feelings that are arising now as being really who and what I am then who, then who am I? it's a bit of a scary question it's a good one to ask and if you can allow yourself to really investigate the, the reality or non-reality of, of this kind of commentary that goes on and see well, what is noticing that what is noticing the, the story it might be just that we, we suddenly experience our our mind as being much broader so instead of being up here in our head and, and kind of 
complex and narrow and and uh, very finite and individual that the mind suddenly is the size of this room and that there's a sense it can just in fact it's not that difficult to do that just to let your awareness open out to this to the size of this room and then see oh uh, my mind is, is, is this big and everybody's in there there's room for all these different people so it's not so much in here with all the stories but it's it's broadening out to receive the experience that's present in this room and of course it can go further than that so we can explore <coughs> we can experiment with uh, the perimeters of mind if we can find any so apparent here and now and when we we use the skillful means of the body this this our body to come back into the present so to move out of the concepts the stories the plans the memories and come into the the physical experience of being here then as our mind settles into this place into this body then we might find that there's a, a particular mood that's pervading our experience and it might be that it's been going on so long we don't even notice it for a while but then just kind of paying attention or it might be something very more acute you know something that's that's been triggered this morning or in the last days that we're very conscious of yeah. and then bringing attention to that what you could call the mood of the mind recognizing the mood of the mind you know is it is this mind peaceful, open? Is it doubting, confused? Is it anxious? Is it wanting something else, something more? So just getting to know what, what, is, what is the mood of the mind that is meeting this experience right now? So it's not exactly about thinking about it, so it's tricky because we're so used to thinking. It's not thinking about it, but it's like dropping down a little bit to directly experience the mood of the mind. So we start to notice, well, what is apparent here and now? What is influencing our experience of the world, of being somebody? And it might be that we have an old story that we carry along with us from the past of what happened to me when I was young and my parents and my family and the place I grew up in. So just to know that that in itself is a story that we can keep telling ourselves. But then there's also, there may also be apparent here and now the, the results of that history you know, in our own body so there can be certain tensions or closing down of certain parts of ourselves because of past experience and we can know that in the present moment so the story it, it appears to help us you know and sometimes it can be helpful actually to, to know what the story is but the really useful place to go is what is going on now in this body mind? You know, what is the feeling in the in the belly, in the 
solar plexus, in the heart, in the throat, in the head, in the feet. Now, what is the experience? So as long as we keep telling the story, we keep creating a self. And sometimes it's more, it feels more safe to do that than to not do that. But it's kind of, you know, we're kind of making it up in a way. So, just to see how is it to move our attention away from the story and into the direct experience of this embodiment right now. just noticing the attitude that we bring when we pay attention to this moment. It may be that we can't really pay attention at all, you know, that the, the mind just does not want to, to be present, or doesn't understand what it means to be present, so it's always thinking, well, what does she mean? What am I supposed to be doing? What is she talking about? So that's the thinking mind. And there will be the experience of this body sitting here. There will be feelings going on within the body. It's just, it's just how it is. And we, we tend to you know, put our, all our attention up into the head and then we miss the direct experience that's going on. So the more we're able to be uh, aware and attentive of, of what is apparent here and now, then the, the more can, can kind of unra unravel itself. So in the, the Buddha's path of awakening, we're not trying to become a perfect self. We're not trying to recondition ourselves to be the right kind of person. But we're allowing the whole experience of self to unravel and that can sound a little scary but it's actually very free so just to recognize where those knots are where those deep habits are that we, we recreate again and again and again and if instead of and when we find those instead of telling ourselves the story again, recreating them again, we can just simply hold that part, that knot, or that, that sense of self, or that particular story, hold that in the light of awareness, without adding to it, without judging it, without trying to push it away, but just holding it in the light of awareness, with, with a sense of kindness and compassion. So it's like a, and a patience that's willing to allow whatever arises to be there as long as it needs to be there. Because when we know it's not really who and what we are, then there's no problem. We can allow all of it to, to come conscious. I've only had the good fortune to meet a few 
very few you know, quite highly realized beings. But one of the things you notice when you're with someone, and actually just recently we, we were at a talk of the Dalai Lama, and he, he very much embodies this quality. You know, when, when you're with someone who is really present all the time, there's this kind of lightness and, and playfulness and spontaneity and responsiveness to life that we don't get when we're thinking about, you know, planning and thinking and trying to make it all right all the time. And of course, planning is part of life. We still have to do that. And it's, but it's planning here and now. It's planning with mindfulness and awareness. And then, when you know, like, for the, in order for this day long to happen, it takes some planning to to make this space. Taking a lot of planning and organising. And here it is, and, and bring to get the zafus and the zabutans and the chairs and the office and all of it. It takes a lot of planning and organising and, and, and hard work and effort. And then here it is. So, you know, we come in, within 15 minutes the whole place is set up. It's really easy because of the planning and organising and effort that's gone in before. But it's, there's more than that because there's also a certain wholesome intention and presence that has come into making this space. And that's why when you come into the space, it's, it brings a sense of gladness to your heart. It's not just a, you know everything's all how it should be, and here we all are. It's, it's sorted. It's got a it's got a certain love in it, a certain also a certain wisdom and space, understanding how to use a space. So all of this goes into what we experience in the present. And you know, if we spend our time, you know, doing unwholesome things, mean things, or being very deceptive, you know, doing appearing one way but really being another way. When we stop and sit, then we find all of that comes up into consciousness. So when we, you know, we can use being apparent here and now, like being with what is here and now it's like an incentive to live our life in a, in a skillful way because always when we stop and we're with what is here, with this, with this being right here, that nobody else can see, pretty much nobody else there are a few people who can read minds and so on but not many in the world but basically you know, we're left, we're the ones that are left with the results of our life and how we, we meet our life. So you know, let that be an incentive to to transform and to cultivate you know what is wholesome and compassionate and wise. So it's very easy just to follow the old habits and then we stop we're meditating, we Settling, we come back to what's going on here in this mind, in this body, and then we start maybe judging it. it should, I should be better at meditating than this, or my body should be different to this, or you know, I shouldn't still be thinking like that. You know, we start to judge, or then that's if we've got enough awareness to, to know what's going on, or we might be just completely caught in the old stories. So to try to really bring that awareness 
to what is going on here and now and to meet it with a sense of, of kindness and compassion wisdom and curiosity so we can just even if it doesn't feel quite true yet you know, we can just bring in the the perception or the or the, even the question of is this really who and what I am Because who and what we are is a result of our past experiences, past actions, our present experience. And, and what we do with the present experience will influence our future experience and who we are in the future. Because this who I am business is a, a process. It is a coming together of things and a change, a changing process and we can have an influence on that when we have the awareness and the curiosity and courage to really have a good look so I really encourage you to ask this question is this really who and what I am? So it might be right now feeling tired, can't quite concentrate. And then very quickly there can be the story of, oh, I'm like this, you know. But then just to ask the question, is this, is this me or is this a process? It's, it's conditioned by past experience. It's happening now, probably even in just an hour's time, it'll be something else altogether. So the Dhamma is apparent here and now, it's timeless, encouraging us to come and have a look for ourselves. It's right here in our immediate experience. And the, the beauty of this is the possibility of transformation kind of uh, you know there's different ways we can do it we can, cut, we can actively cultivate what is wholesome we can actively not follow what is unwholesome and we can also allow the, the wanting and not wanting to kind of burn up in the, the present moment so when we really bring presence to wanting It's exhilarating, it's, it's, it's powerful, it's got a lot of energy. But as soon as we start reaching out for what we want, then it's like we spend that energy and we, we put it outside of ourselves and we look for something outside to fulfill us. Rather than being fully present with that energy of wanting, feeling that life energy, and then maybe redirecting the op you know what what we want from something that's going to gratify ourselves for a short time into maybe something an, a generous act and that will gratify for a long time oneself and others or not wanting they can put a lot of they can, we can use a lot of energy into pushing away the experience that is going on now it's kind of crazy really 
but we do it you know. I want it to be another way I don't like this, it's wrong you know, and we put all of this energy to try to push that out it can be exhausting so to, instead of doing that to really just recognize oh, there's a version here and what would it be like if I just really turned to face the very thing I don't want to be happening and look at it head on squarely and uh, in doing that it's like we open the door to the four noble truths so the noble truth of, of recognizing dukkha recognizing unsatisfactoriness or stress really meeting it and then seeing you know asking the question well where does this come from what's the cause what's the root of this this unsatisfactoriness or this what or this uh, stress that I'm experiencing and then noticing the fact that it hasn't always been there it does drop and it might be just you know in a, in a few minutes time that 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 dukkha that stress falls away or it might be at the end of the day or uh, next week or even maybe when we go to sleep at night but there'll be a point where that all just falls away for a while and then maybe we, we, we wake up in the morning and it's like oh yeah who am I oh yeah I'm that person with that story and that thing that happened so let's just get that going again you know we can do that we can do it again and again so just to realize that we have a choice when there's awareness that we can notice the ending of, of stress or, or of suffering or of unsatisfactoriness and then to cultivate our lives in such a way that supports the furthering of wisdom and compassion arising clarity and it's a funny process because you know we can be really present and we're really present with a very strong sense of self you know the sense of self can be just, just completely be taken over the show but even that can be held in the light of awareness so it gets quite funny you know when we do that and we're not trying to get rid of the self or be something else but we're just really kind of interested getting to know it and then there can be times when that sense of self is just not playing out and then it's, it's very beautiful where our, our activity, our speech and our thought is really coming from a place of presence and kind of purity in a way responsiveness it's a beautiful experience but we can't make that happen so we have to learn to open our awareness to all of it to all the whole gamut of experience to the embarrassing humiliating parts of being me and to the inspiring and capable and to the confused and the all of it so learning to open to the whole show that's going on and getting to know it and letting it go again and again
So when the mind is really present, it's present with what's happening, what's arising now. It's not trying to make more of experience than just this. So just really bringing the mind into presence. What is apparent here and now? <coughs> 